Hi, and welcome to the Film Hose Podcast. I'm Kay Christofferson, and this is my co-host... Uh, Lauren Griffin. <laughs> and today, we are talking about the piece of cinema, oh. overall 10 out of 10 movie that is the last five years. <laughs> yes. And oh. Lauren... What did you think yes. of this movie? <laughs> Just... Should we do intros of each other first? Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. That's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, so I feel like we should probably say how we, you know, how we, this podcast came to be. <laughs> yes. So it's all we're... from you. So you started this. We're, <laughs> so we're both part of a, to anyone listening, we're both part of a, film club called Daughters of Pauline started by Lena Wilson of TikTok and of TikTok's fame and and the New York Times which is probably oh, the, right. the the other impressing thing about her. Yeah. <laughs> and um basically and you can join Daughters of Pauline. I don't know. I'll put like a link or something in the description yeah. to where. It, but um basically I like have always wanted to start a podcast but like I didn't know like really who to ask about it so then I was like oh wait I have like a whole group of people <laughs> who enjoy movies as much as I do so then I just made um a google form and I think the title was um like we should start a podcast haha jk unless <laughs> so it was very <laughs> it was very official and yes, it was very official. And Lauren Griffin <laughs> was the... I think you were, like, the first person to reply to it because you said, OMG, I love talking. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm so down. And, like, for me, I feel like this will be a very good mix of... I don't know what I would call it. Knowledge? Because I find that I am a very, like, amateur movie uh, person... Like, mm -hmm. especially in comparison to, like, everybody else that is in Daughters of Pauline, I have not seen as many film nearly as a lot of these people. But just like you said, I love talking, so I was so down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just got into movies, like, like over, like, like the pandemic and stuff, because I was at home more. I mean, I still was at home a lot before, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> But I started to get, like, really, really, like, into, like, other movies besides, like, Marvel and Star Wars over quarantine. So, like, my knowledge is pretty, like, limited, too. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're both <laughs> amateurs is what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, so don't expect, like, you know, top tier. <laughs> this is not yeah. going in the New York Times. <laughs> yeah. No. We are not Lena Wilson, okay? <laughs> Don't no, expect that from us. <laughs> but okay. uh, so... so before we get into the movie of the week, um, we have a movie-related question, and so my question for the week is: What is your first memory of a movie that you saw in theaters? Ooh. Or like, what was the first movie that you saw in theaters? I don't... The thing is, like, I'm 18 years old, so my childhood is very recent. Very but true. I don't remember <laughs> a lot of it. But, um... I feel like it might have been... 
the one I kind of like vaguely remember is like Ratatouille. Oh, that's a good one. Because I remember like there was like a scene, like I, it's been a while since I've seen Ratatouille, but there was like a scene where, um, like one of the characters gets like turned down or something. I don't remember that movie barely. I should watch Ratatouille again. <laughs> you you <laughs> should, should really be a mo- watch it again. That should be a movie we do on here eventually. Yes, but, um, <laughs> I love Ratatouille. But From... I, rem- I remember oh, that. Sorry, I remember there was a scene where like he got like one character got turned down, and I was like really little, so I just like yelled like, "Well, that's a no." <laughs> in front of like the entire theater and I remember like hearing it from my family because I don't really remember it but like I mean I do remember it but like super super vaguely where yeah. they were like yeah they told me that story <laughs> and like the whole theater laughed apparently <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny so yeah I think that was like the one I remember the m- most in like my early childhood yeah but I still kind of like only vaguely remember it so okay that's what- fair though so what about you? So I so the first movie that I saw in theaters was actually Tarzan. That is a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so the thing is that I don't really I remember like bits and pieces of it because I think it was either three or four and we were in Vancouver visiting uh my uncle mm-hmm. and him and his then wife, they took us to see it, me and my brother and my mom. But the movie that I do super remember going to see was Shrek. And (laughs) yeah, and that was, I know that was like a few years later. Funny, I also remember seeing it with my uncle, but my mom says that my uncle was not there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those were like my two first movies in theater. Wait, I, was it like a Shrek like re-release or something? No, I'm older than you, remember? Yeah, I, I know, but, like, okay, but, like, <laughs> I remember, like... Like, I'm 24. <laughs> I remember, I feel like I saw Shrek in theaters, but I feel like it might have been a re-release. I remember seeing a re-release have. of something. You but, may have. Yeah, again, Shrek I Shrek came do- out in, like, 2001. Yeah, which is one year before I was born. Oh my gosh. So, That's but, yeah, crazy. I feel like I saw a re-release... I know there was one movie that I saw that was a re-release, but I do not remember what it was, because, again, I don't remember my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) That's very fair. So, yeah. Anyways, speaking of um, uh, movies with music (laughs) in them, (laughs) that's a good segue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Today, we are talking about um, the last five years... Which is um, a 2015, a 2015 mm. movie directed by Richard Lagravenese, I think is maybe how you say his last name. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of him besides this movie. Apparently he directed um, P.S. I Love You. Yes, I yeah. saw that too. He was also, he co-wrote the, that movie Unbroken, the one about the Olympian, and then he's a POW. Yeah, that that one as well. That was the Angelina Jolie directed. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, I did my research. (laughs) (laughs) I know who these people are. Yes. (laughs) um, So the movie stars um, 
uh, Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan. And so, Lauren, um, yes. <laughs> how, like, do you have any history with this movie besides just recently watching it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. I and like I looked back at like the posters and the trailer and like I do not remember this film being released Mm -hmm. and like this was in 2015 so I would have been in my first year of university and like yeah I I only like watching it yesterday was the first time I ever watched it what about you what was what is your history with this (laughs) my history with the last five years um so I should probably come out and say that um, (laughs) I, when I was like in middle school, I was um, really into the musical Newsies on Broadway, starring Jeremy Jordan. And so this came out in like 2015, so I would have been like 13, which is like, yeah, peak uh, theater kid me. And so I remember this like being the movie that like, because we were all, like, obsessed with Jeremy Jordan because he was the lead in Newsies on -hmm. Broadway. And um, I remember, like, seeing that he was, like, in this movie, and I was like, oh, like, that's, like, a grown-up movie that I can't see, but I really want to see it. (laughs) So, um, so, yeah, that's, like, my history with it before. And then my sister watched it, like, a few months back, and she was like, oh, you have to see it. You'll love it. And so... <laughs> You'll love it? Yeah. Because she loved, she loves it. Yeah. Really? She really loves the movie. Oh. And so I sat down and watched it with her. And I was like, Jamie sucks. <laughs> He's awful. He's awful. And I, and I was like, she like kept trying to defend him because she like was like, she used to really, really love Jeremy Jordan, and I think a lot of the love is still there. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he sucks, and I just kept being like, yeah, like, I couldn't, like, not to get too far ahead, but I just, like, could not see really, like, what Anna Kendrick's character, um, Kathy, was doing wrong. Yeah... There, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, there but I mean, like, she did, like, she was kind of, um, she did kind of place all her value of herself into the relationship, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just, it wasn't nearly as bad as what J- Jamie did. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. And I feel like I should also mention, like, just as, like, a precursor for the discussion, and it's just kind of how I, like, viewed the movie. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that, um, cause this, this movie was, I guess we should say that it's a musical. <laughs> cause I don't <laughs> yeah. think we said that yet, <laughs> but, um, this was a musical in 2002 off Broadway and the writer of it, the composer, which is, um, what's his name? Jason Robert Brown. Mm-hmm. He based this off of, um, his divorce with his wife to an actress named Teresa O'Neill. I saw that on Wikipedia. I was like, ooh, that is dirty. I know, and it's like, um... Crap. Um, there was, so, like, a lawsuit. And yeah, there there was, like, a lawsuit. And I was like... She, 
so he ended up having to like change like some of the content of the musical in order to say like oh it's not actually about like you know this divorce even though it like obviously is yeah but then in 2011 he said um there's a general assumption that the show is strictly autobiographical but it's not Jamie and Kathy started out being fairly close to their real-life counterparts, but as the writing went on, they both became much different. They followed their own paths, and I just chased after them and wrote down what they said. And then he said he was trying to tell a simple story about a relationship falling apart, and he wasn't trying to settle any scores. And he said he was just working through the very painful wreckage of a relationship that meant a lot to him. So... I just think that's an interesting lens to view this movie and about how, like, it's the man in the relationship telling his side of the story and then how he paints the female character in the relationship. I just think it's, like, an interesting... Because that's kind of how I watched it, like, both times that I saw it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, too, because, like, it's almost... Like, especially with, like, Olivia Rodrigo's album that just came out and, like, a lot of Taylor Swift songs. Like, I see a lot of parallels between those two, like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, okay, we, like, some artists choose to write, like, breakup songs and, like, let stuff that relates to their lives at certain moments. And I see that as well with the musical. And, like, I don't think that's necessarily bad. Like, I... I think I might be, if I were this woman, especially because it's a musical and mm-hmm. it's not just like a, you know, little three minute song yeah. where, you know, it could be interpreted that this song is about Harry Styles or like whatever. Um, whereas like with this, especially if I was that, that woman, I think, what's her name? Teresa. I would have been like, yeah, that's uncomfortable to have a mm-hmm. whole however minutes long the musical is like about your life and about your past relationship with this man so I feel for her Mm -hmm. I like I understand why she went ahead with a lawsuit but it's also like it's not that bad like he he wasn't painting her in a terrible light I mean I think the like the thing is that they had like an NDA too about their marriage to where like he wasn't supposed to write about it and he had to like go back and then fix it to where (laughs) he's like no it's actually not about this like don't (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah it's just i feel like we should probably get into like just the synopsis of it uh the plot of the last five years is um this is from very trusted source wikipedia (laughs) which is where i've gotten all my information today so (laughs) take everything with a grain of salt and i don't know don't sue us or something (laughs) um, (laughs) um so the last five years is um a story told through song and takes place over a five year period from the relationship in 2009 to the divorce in 2014 It alternates between Kathy's songs moving backwards in time from their breakup and songs featuring Jamie moving forward in time from when they first started dating. The two timelines meet meet at the wedding for their duet the next 10 minutes and then continue past each other. So that gives you like a general idea of what (laughs) 
this, this lovely musical, <laughs> this <laughs> lovely, boring, somewhat problematic film is about. Mm-hmm. So, the film opens with um, "Still Hurting." Which is, um, in 2014, Kathy returns home to find a letter from Jamie declaring the marriage is over. She removes her wedding rings as well as her wristwatch and bracelet. So this is like our introduction into um, Kathy as a character. And do you like Anna Kendrick? <laughs> um, I think that she is a very talented singer. Mm-hmm. Um... But, like, she's not my favorite actress. And maybe that's just... I think that's more so, like, the films that she's in. Mm -hmm. Like, Pitch Perfect, I'm not a big fan of. The first one, I guess, is pretty good. Um, Like, what else is she in? Like, I don't even know. Oh, oh, Into the Woods she was in. She was pretty good in that. Yeah, I I really liked her in Into the Woods. I mean, I actually liked Into the Woods in general, but... Yeah, I thought it was a good musical. I don't... Um, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, I liked her acting more than her singing in this, even though that sounds weird, because, like, all of their acting is singing, but, like, it just, I felt like her voice isn't, like, very, um, I feel like I would have preferred more of, like, a belter for this kind of role, Mm, because I was listening, I was listening to, um, the original Broadway soundtrack, and like Sherry Renee Scott who played um Kathy in the off Broadway production she like she could really like belt and her voice sounded i guess fuller to me okay it's, you know what i mean yeah yeah but yeah i just feel like i like Anna Kendrick but i just the casting in this movie is weird as a whole but yeah i did not like the casting even like on that and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a bit, but, like, I did not feel an ounce of chemistry Mm-mm, between, no. uh, between Kathy and, what's his name? What's his name in the movie? Uh, Jamie. Oh, it is Jamie? Yeah. What's his name in real life? Jeremy Jordan. Oh, Jeremy. Okay. Well, Jeremy Jordan funny. Jamie. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I did not feel any chemistry between Mm-mm. the two of them. And I think that was why I super did not like it. Was yeah. just because it it felt very disconnected for me. No, that that is very very fair, but mm-hmm. but yeah, the movie starts with that number, and I also didn't get like the relevance of like the wristwatch and the bracelet. Yeah, so I didn't realize that until after I watched it because oddly honest, a lot of it. I did not understand when I was watching it. So yeah. I go back and read. Yeah. But, like, That's I know fair. that he gives her, I don't know about the bracelet, but I know the wristwatch he gives to her as a present at some point in the movie. Okay. But that yeah, was that's... just, so that's why she took that off as well. Yeah, that just seems like, I don't know why, but I feel like there should have been more, like, relevance to that because I felt like her yeah. taking off the wedding ring would have been enough, but then she was like, clink, clink, clink. She's like, let me just take off everything. (laughs) She just takes off her sweater. She just (laughs) walks out in just her bra. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I literally have written down for this scene. I have, starting with a bleh musical number at the start, meh, with zero context, two exclamation marks. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, yeah. And maybe that's something 
for me is that with this movie maybe because there was so much singing and basically zero dialogue i found myself very lost a lot of the time because i just did not know what was going on and like i couldn't maybe i'm dumb i don't know but like i couldn't figure out what was going on from the songs yeah like some of it i could some of it i couldn't i don't know yeah no that that makes total sense it's just because like i feel like if i know like with almost certainty that it would be better on a stage because oh 100 percent. because i think you're like can be more forgiving of things when something's like on a stage if that makes sense yeah like that's what's live theater yeah everyone loves live theater yeah <laughs> it's like because you're like in there in the moment with these actors and like you can almost fill in the space around them where mm-hmm. i think in a movie that like you don't really have that like you kind of have to fill in the blanks a little bit but yeah totally yeah i totally get you on that it was just like song after song and i was like i feel like i'm missing something like totally i feel like i'm missing like an emotional beat where like i know i understand this relationship but they did not have that yeah what is the next song um the next song is okay so then it goes to jamie's perspective which is at the beginning of the relationship right in 2009 um it's Shiksa Goddess, which I have a lot to talk about this song. Oh. Uh, in 2009, Jamie is an up-and-coming writer who has just met Kathy. He is overjoyed to be dating outside his Jewish heritage and declares, I could be in love with someone like you. And this is the song that, according to Wikipedia, Jason Robert Brown had to change to where it wasn't um, too similar to... Um, his real life relationship so right he had to change a lot of it so that it wasn't specific uh uh-huh like he removed any uh mentions of kathy's um irish catholic uh heritage or culture because i'm guessing his wife was probably irish catholic so (laughs) they removed all of that and um because i think that was i saw like an old playbill not to sidetrack but i guess that's no that's fine but podcasts are about but um, yeah uh i saw this one old playbill article where he was like yeah um i feel like the whole selling point was it was like a jewish boy and an irish catholic girl and like that was kind of the selling point before the lawsuit but then they changed that part so oh interesting yeah. and now like looking at like this morning looking at wikipedia and reading about the lawsuit and everything it makes sense why i was so confused by this song Mm -hmm. because i kept being like why like what sets this woman apart from everyone because he he says what do i have written down here um if a man were to tell me about how he's breaking his mother's heart before we were going to have sex, I'd simply leave, is what I have written down. <laughs> well, just mentioning okay. your mother. <laughs> so that's the thing, is that I was like, okay, why would his mom be disappointed in this woman? Mm-hmm. Like, she's pretty. She, I mean, she doesn't have a very stable career, but who does in these days? Yeah. Um, like, she seems like an all right gal. Well, I like, think... Why? That... So I was so confused about yeah. the whole, like, oh my mom is gonna be so disappointed and i feel like a lot of that was because of like what maybe had to get cut from this lawsuit 
I mean, may, I think maybe... Well, because the word, um... Like, shiksa, goddess, that's, like, a trope. That means, like, male characters often go with... Male Jewish characters often, like, date or marry, um... Uh, non-Jewish female characters in media. Okay. So, I think the whole, like, I'm breaking my mother's heart is the fact that she would be disappointed that he's not dating a Jewish woman. Yes. Yeah. But, like, it's just... I don't... This whole song just rubs me the wrong way. Just Totally. Just, like, the fact that he's, like... <laughs> I don't care if, like... I have the lyrics pulled up now, but, like, it's, like... Um, if you like to drink blood, I think it's cute. If you've got a powerful connection to your firearm collection, I'd say draw a bead and shoot. I'm your Hebrew slave at your service. Just tell me what to do. I'd say, hey, 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 hey. I've been waiting for someone. I've been praying for someone. I think that I could be in love with someone like you. Oh, so gross. the thing is, is like, I don't care if you drink blood. And I think there's even a line where he's like, I don't care if you your mother and your brother had relations with each other and like it's it's obviously like he's exaggerating and he's like doing a joke but i just don't like the whole like implication that like you can be anything you can be the most horrible person in the world just as long as you're not jewish like just that whole premise to a song that came out I mean, I guess it was originally written in 2002, but the musical came out in 2015. Yeah, I mean, the like, movie came out in 2015, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this is okay. It's yeah, just, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just seems very, like, not the move. And, and I read, because um, I didn't want to, like, uh, just, like, assume that this was offensive to a culture that I'm not a part of, so I... <laughs> I like mm-hmm. I was researching it and there was this uh like female Jewish writer on and hopefully I can find the link again and like drop it in the description but um she was like yeah this is offensive <laughs> and it's like not just to like Jewish people but to like to women because <laughs> it's kind of like but uh yeah I just I'm not a huge fan of the song at all, and just the no. context of it. And I'm just not a big fan of this Jamie guy. <laughs> yeah, awful. just in general, no. But yeah, that yeah, that probably like if I had to rank the songs, this would this be would be the worst <laughs> towards the bottom at least. But um, so then it goes. Uh, there's a goes back to Kathy's perspective. And, um, so it's, like, she's rewinding, so then it's, like, before the relationship ends. So it's right. called See I'm Smiling, and it says, during the summer of 2013, so this is, okay, so this is one year before, um, Still Hurting. Yeah, one year before they pretty much yeah, okay. end marriage. Um... So Jamie visits Kathy in Ohio, where she is working in Summerstock. 
It is her birthday and he has come to visit her. She is anxious to fix any problems in their marriage, but she becomes angry when Jamie tells her he has to return early to New York in order to attend a random house party. She accuses him of egotism, claiming he values her career, values his career more than his relationship with her. Like how ugh. I think this is the song where I liked Anna Kendrick's performance the most. Mm-hmm. Just because I think she, um, I mean, I'll, I'll get into this later once, because there's a specific song where I feel like this highlights it, but um, I think she knows how to act in front of a screen more than uh, Jeremy Jordan does. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I don't really like I was kind of confused about this song, but I guess it's before, like, not to get into spoilers, but <laughs> we're going to spoil the movie. But yeah. um, <laughs> this is before he has an affair, I think. Question mark? I don't know. Like, I guess it is because it's... I tried to find, like, the year when he um, sings this song about cheating on his wife, um, but... Um, yeah, there wasn't like a timestamp on it, so I don't know if it's before or after he cheats on her. I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say like during. I'm gonna say that he is probably cheated on her by this point. Oh yeah, because in the song he's like, I put on my armor. I'm going to Ohio. So I guess, yeah, I guess this is like probably when he's cheating on. <laughs> Ugh. Nice. Yeah. And it's just, like, I, on this song, I'm totally on Kathy's side. Because it's like, oh, totally. he he flies out there, and then he's like, oh yeah, like, I'm sorry, I have a party I have to go to. And it's like, like, dude, it's your wife's birthday. Like, unless you have, like, jury <sighs> yeah. duty, I'm like, you stay with her, okay? <laughs> Like you're an author, mm-hmm. you. Uh, that's rude. Cut that out. Don't don't put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm keeping um, it in. <laughs> but like, how busy is this man? I like, like. I know. Like, it takes a bit to like. Like you know you like, can cancel on things, Jamie. Like you don't yes. have to go to every. Like I sound like Kathy now. But I'm just like, Who cares? Yeah. We're team Kathy. <laughs> we are team Kathy. This is a team Kathy podcast. That's actually the name of it, our podcast now. It's Yes, yeah. Team Kathy. Team However, Kathy. I would like... Sorry, were you going to say something before? No, you can I go. Talk... I, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I'm, okay, so I'm Team Kathy, but I'm also like, girl, there were plenty of red flags. Plenty. Mm-hmm. So especially like by this point, I... Like, if I were... Because she, t- she said like all of these rude things like she accuses him of being egotistical and all these other things and it's like why was this not like the tipping point Mm -hmm. like it makes me sad that like she should have been the one to break up with him she should have been the one to leave him yeah not him so i feel sad about that that's actually a really good point about how he's the one that breaks up with her and we can get into that later with like the breakouts breakup song but um Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel like that would have been more of a, like, cathartic moment if she decided, 
Like, it would almost feel like he finally got, like, consequences for his shitty actions. Oh, exactly. Like, there's yeah. n- there's pretty much zero consequences for this man throughout the entire movie. Yeah, which, exactly. like, probably uh, just fires my hate for him. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, that's that song. And it's just... <laughs> yeah, I- I'm Team Kathy. <laughs> totally. Okay, um... Next song is Moving Too Fast, which is... The lesbian anthem. <laughs> I literally wrote that. I was like, okay, lesbian. Wait, is, is Jamie a U-Haul lesbian? Let's unpack I, this. <laughs> I think Jamie's a U-Haul lesbian. He, wait. They're moving to, in together real Wait, quick. imagine if the last five years was about lesbians, though. I think it would be, like... I think it would work way I, better. Yeah, I guess it would just be Happiest Season. It would be what? Sorry? I said it would just be happiest season. Yes, it would be. Toxic lesbian relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, but this is not about happiest season. This is about the last five years. And um, anyway, we flash back to um, 2010. When Jamie receives a phone call from a random house agent who wants to make a deal for his manuscript. Overjoyed, he calls Kathy and agrees to move in with her. He comments on how he feels lucky to be successful at only 23. Elsewhere at an audition, Kathy makes a call to her disinterested agent. It seems her career isn't going the way she planned as she does not move on to the dance audition. So... Yeah. (laughs) Wait, so when did their relationship start again 2008 oh 2009 2009 it goes from 2009 to 2014 so right so i mean they didn't really move in that quickly together who knows yeah but like that's only a year difference yeah but yeah uh yeah he's like i'm successful and then she's like i'm not successful and (laughs) That's pretty much the whole song. <laughs> yeah. But... I, oh, this song made me so angry because yes, it's about like, you know, moving too fast and everything, mm-hmm. but it's also Jamie just being like, oh, I'm the man. Here are all the things that I've accomplished. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't care. Like specifically he says in the song, I'm pretty sure it's the song. Yeah. He's like, I left Columbia for, or something, something, something. And I was just like, okay, cool for good for you. Like a lot of people drop out of Columbia. My cousin dropped out of Columbia. <laughs> like, it's not that like, like, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't, Oh, it's just, it's his brag song where he's like, mm-hmm. like, it's like, he's like proclaiming to himself that like he has big dick energy <laughs> he's like he has like he's just he has a lot of narcissism just in general but yeah yeah i wouldn't even call it big dick energy <laughs> it's more like compensating energy that's it's true like, yeah he's like oh these are all the things that i'm good at blah 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 and i'm i'm just like not here for it i'm just ja- like i don't care jamie seems like the type of guy that would have like like hustle culture posts on their instagram oh he i don't know if this is a thing in the states i guess we should have said that as well in our intro is that i um am from canada and Kay is in the states in georgia yes but i so like 
I think this was a thing in the States too about like student athlete life and like the 100 emoji and like never stop grinding. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a thing? Okay. Yeah. But like, and I feel like Jamie is that kind of guy. He's like student athlete life, grind never stops. Like, fuck off, Jamie. Like the guy that posts like, you know those like Joker quotes? Oh, he's a, <laughs> that he's a man like, that loves the Joker. Yeah. Oh, I bet he saw the Joker and he was like, "I, I best movie of the year." I totally relate. <laughs> he's like justice for I don't know what the Joker's yeah. name is. Justice yeah. for him. Jamie's like an incel that does have sex. <laughs> 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 so just a misogynist, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. But- <laughs> Um, yeah, anyways, he talks about how he's moving too fast, and how he's the shit, and then it flashes back to Kathy, who is sad and isn't the shit, I guess. (laughs) And, um, and yeah, and good for Jamie. (laughs) Yeah. And then it, um, and here's another thing. We never, like, we only get one scene where we actually hear what he's writing, yeah, I have no idea what his book was about. But that yeah. also could be that I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but then What's again, uh, I keep I keep jumping ahead. I'll get to that when there's like a song where, like in the middle of it, there's like a little snippet of one of his books. Oh, okay, perfect. But um, anyway, then it flashes to uh, late 2010 and early 2011 where Kathy attends multiple social functions for the promotion of Jamie's novel and for celebrating its success, which is apparently 63 weeks as a bestseller, which I did not catch in the movie. Oh, God, um, no, I didn't know that. She sings about how his newfound fame and success in writing have changed their lives and jokes about how focused or catatonic he becomes in his writing process. She expresses that she feels the best way to love Jamie is to focus on him and his growing career. She chooses to follow in his stride and put herself and her dream second to his new success. This is how you can tell that this musical was written by a man. (laughs) It's just, I... Back to, like, Teresa O'Neill. I would be so offended if this... If I listened to this musical... And it was based on, like, my life. And I was reduced to, like, someone who is seen as, like, only existing to, like, serve who they're in a relationship with. Totally. And, like, maybe like, that, maybe that it, there is truth to it to where maybe, like, she put herself second. And I think the movie does kind of make it look like it's a bad thing. But it's just, like, they give her, like, no other, nothing else to do besides, like, be focused on Jamie and be sad about Jamie and, yeah. The thing that I am, like, just kind of realizing about this movie is that we, through, like, Jamie's egotistical ballads, we've learned so much about him and... But we don't really know anything about Kathy. No. And correct me if I'm wrong, but like we all we know is that okay, she's like an up and coming actress. She's presumably trying to make her way on Broadway. Mm-hmm. 
and that's about it and like she loves her boyfriend <laughs> yeah like that's all we really know about her which which maybe is also why well no that is definitely another reason why i did not like this movie and i so i think that in a relationship and also this is coming from a bitch who has never been in a relationship but neither, i think so. <laughs> perfect so like i like i totally understand like sometimes you do need to sacrifice things in a relationship to i don't know to kind of like make it work and cohesive yeah you compromise. Don't have to give up, yeah compromise yeah. but you don't have to give up your entire life and like who you are and everything mm -hmm. like or especially like pushing yourself to the side so that somebody else's life and career can flourish like i don't believe in that like i think that that, that is just mm -hmm. like no well, the thing that makes me sad, too, is the fact that, um, so I looked up, um, Teresa O'Neill, because I was like, I want to see, like, what her life is like now, and I think I found her Instagram. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but just the fact that he got to be, like, so successful off of this musical, mm -hmm. and he's had, like, a really thriving Broadway career and all this stuff, largely based on... A relationship that he was probably shitty in <laughs> and yeah. then i looked at her like i looked her up and it seems like she hasn't like her career hasn't really like caught on as much as his has at all and <laughs> just like learning that just depressed me a little bit and like i mean like also like success and money in your career isn't everything and like she could be like perfectly happy now but it's oh, just yeah. Just the fact that he got to make money off of this and, like, further his career based off of a very heartbreaking relationship, it's it's just... It's sad. It's just sad, yeah. Yeah. I hope she got some good money out yeah. of that lawsuit. Yeah, yeah I hope she got something. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. But it seemed like they just changed the lyrics, so maybe not. <laughs> maybe not, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Any anyway, Justice for Kathy... Justice for Teresa O'Neill. Yes. We both we stand both of them. I mean maybe not stand yes. Kathy, but <laughs> Yeah, maybe we, not. But like we're here for her. Yeah, we're here for her. We think we want the best for her and we want the worst for Jamie. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> um Shall we move on to the Schmool song? The Schmool song, which is I don't know how this is a weird song. Yeah. But um, says after a horrible day working as a bartender during the holiday season, Kathy come home to an excited Jamie. He tells her a Christmas story is written about an old tailor named Shmuel, who has given up on his dreams but is able to turn back time and undo his past regrets. After the story, Jamie encourages Kathy to take more risks and continue to pursue her own dreams. For her Christmas present, Jamie gives her an appointment for new headshots, a backstage magazine, and a wristwatch. Oh, so this is where the wristwatch comes in. As well as mm. the promise to support her as she pursues acting. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Shmuel? <laughs> um, this was definitely the song that I could not follow. I yeah. I was so confused as to what was happening and like I I understood that like he was 
describing something that he wrote mm-hmm. but i i i was so checked out of this song i had no idea <laughs> yeah i mean the thing is like it could it was a seven minute long song was it okay that yeah. makes sense but this seems like the one you cut out when you're making the movie version of a musical <laughs> yeah <laughs> or totally. shorten it yeah yeah just, i agree just because yeah i don't it was it was cute i guess like it wasn't like it's probably the least offensive uh, jamie song but um i mean not to like keep like insulting mr jamie but it is like we're gonna keep doing it yeah but it is interesting that like this is his main song where he expresses support for kathy and it still like kind of centers him Oh, it's totally on brand for the, yeah. For Jamie. He's like, okay, well, I have to emotionally support you, but I'm gonna like tell you the story that I wrote and make a whole thing out of it. And <laughs> like, <laughs> before we get to you, we're gonna yeah. talk about me. He's like, I'm gonna tell you this whole story about a guy named Shmuel, and this yeah. is like the best shit you've ever heard me write. And also, go pursue your dreams at like the last thirty seconds of the yes. song. <laughs> but... Okay, but we need to settle this. Because I just thought of this right now. What horse, what sign do you think Jamie is? Like, I kind of get like oh, Gemini. That's vibes. what I was going to say. <gasps> Amazing. Okay. He's very totally two sided. Very two sided. Or, yes, and all about him. Or I could even see like a Cancer. Mm-hmm. Or um, a Leo. I'd say. No. <laughs> But no, he's not a Leo. Uh, no, male Leos are different than female Leos. Cause... Male, okay, all the male Leos that I know are like very nice, warm-hearted men. Okay, okay. Well, maybe I just maybe, maybe I just don't know a lot of Leos. Maybe he's like a Gemini Sun, like Leo Moon. That yeah, I could get on that because his like theatricality and like that kind of yeah, he his... has to have some type of type of Leo placement. Yes, yeah. totally. Okay. And I think Kath Oh, Kathy's a Ooh, cancer. Really? I think Kathy's a cancer. That's my read on it. Why? I cuz she's very um cuz her first instinct was like to um kind of like throw herself into the relationship and really kind of serve the other person and like emotionally mm. support them and she's also like she kind of reacts to things emotionally, which I think is a very kind of, like, cancer thing. Yeah. Like, she's kind okay. of, like, nurturing and, like, very much there for the other person. So. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she has, like, a Pisces moon. Yeah. Maybe. I also, like, yeah. I kind of bullshit my way through astrology, so. <laughs> what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying could be, like, totally, completely wrong, but absolutely me too yeah like i am just a tiktok astrologer That's <laughs> i'm all. an instagram astrologer so uh, Ooh. yeah so put our skills together and we're basically as experts so basically yeah so like i said this podcast <laughs> this podcast does its research okay <laughs> yes <laughs> um also we'll probably have more research done for the other films just because this one is like i mean this film like it's also like pretty under the radar. Like I don't think a lot of people That's even very true. watched it. Like it's free on YouTube. So, oh. <laughs> but um, 
So after the Shmuel song, um, it goes back to the summer of 2010 for A Summer in Ohio, mm-hmm. where Kathy is in Ohio during summer stock and video chatting with Jamie. She describes to Jamie her disappointing life in Ohio, her dysfunctional and eccentric colleagues, and her desire to achieve success as an actress in New York, never to return to Ohio. It is revealed that they have gotten married. Okay. So this was my favorite song that Anna Kendrick did. Yeah. Maybe because it was very, like, show tuney and mm-hmm. I felt that she was very fun in this number, and, yeah, this was my favorite one. Yeah. Well, this is, since it's moving backwards, this is when Kathy, like, starts to, like, be able to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I feel like, yeah, it's just nicer for me to watch Kathy be happy. <laughs> yes. So, but, um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say it's probably, like, my second favorite. But then again, it's still, like, the song is still centering um Jamie to where, like, she's, you know, focusing on how she can't wait for him to come see her. And <laughs> Yeah, and, like, when she's talking about, like, her desire to achieve its success, mm-hmm. her kind of idea of success is okay a good marriage but a good marriage means that Jamie is happy and I'll do whatever Jamie wants to be happy Mm -hmm. and then and then like secondary to that her success her or her idea of success is like being successful on Broadway or being a successful actress things like that and I was like Mm -hmm. "Mm." like have a little bit of uh what's the word i don't know like <laughs> it seems like like kathy has very low self-esteem yes yeah and that's why i kind of feel for her as well mm-hmm. is because i totally understand that she is kind of clinging to the relationship yeah. because it is because she kind of like i said like her idea of success is being in this happy marriage yeah. Which I think, and I, th- I think a lot of girls are stuck on that idea too, especially me being 24. Sometimes I get into that headspace of, oh my God, like I'm 24. I don't mm-hmm. have a boyfriend. Like I should have babies by the time I'm 30. You know, you kind of get into that like um, headspace of like normative things yeah. that you should be achieving by this age. And I kind of feel like Kathy is in that boat that, okay, I'm married and now I have to make it work so that I can have a successful life. I'm like, girl, no, you don't. Yeah, you don't You don't need to do that. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's very heterosexual, this movie. <laughs> yes, oh my god. I wrote that down somewhere. Where did I write that? I wrote down... Um, oh, which song was it? Um, all of them. <laughs> okay, all the songs also, especially the ones that Jamie sang, they all sound mm-hmm. the same. I can't remember which song it was, but I wrote down um, in one of the songs it says, I want to bury your child. And I said, what is wrong with straight white people? <laughs> oh, like, I think I think it's I want to bury your child. Yeah, that, yeah, but like still. Oh, I thought you said I want to bury your child. Oh, I might have... <laughs> It might have sounded like I said that. Yeah. But, like, I, I was want like... to bury your child. Ugh. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, for a second, I was like... 
I want to bury your child. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That like, seems okay, like a, yeah. I'd be like, if I was Jamie, I'd be like, um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Jamie but, would still be like, oh, yes, do it. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, baby, we're, we're doing this together. <laughs> God, we hate him. Uh, anyway, so she doesn't want to bury, um. She doesn't want to bury anyone. Yeah, she, she wants to bury a child. child. Alright, so the next song is um, The Next Ten Minutes, which is Jamie and Kathy, and this is the only part where, like, both of their timelines, like, intersect. And, um, Jamie and Kathy's timelines converge as they walk to a gazebo in Central Park where Jamie proposes. Sometime later, they marry in the same spot. I did not know they were in Central Park. I thought they were still in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, like not a New York person have yeah, not been there. Me yet. neither. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know if anything really screamed Central Park to me. Like they could have done that bridge. I think was something. there like a I think they showed a skyline at one point, but like again, I'm not a New York person, so <laughs> Yeah, any, and on any New note, York listeners sound off were they in New York or not <laughs> yes they I like also on that note I was very confused throughout the movie about when mainly Kathy was like in Ohio when they were in New York like I was very confused about their living situation yeah um and I wish it would have like yeah, because it doesn't really talk about it in the songs, obviously, because mm-hmm. the songs were made for stage, which would have had a very, like, obvious, it would have been very obvious in the stage adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with this, I was, I was like, constantly confused about where they were, where, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it doesn't help, like, I think that's part of, like, the director's fault, is that, I mean, this was a pretty, like, low-budget film, I think, like... Mm-hmm. I think the budget was like two million, which isn't like a lot for a movie, but um, which sounds crazy, but <laughs> um, yeah, it just I feel like that's a like a fault on the director's part because like I feel like you need visual indicators that like time has changed and like yeah. they're in different settings, but it's like Ohio looked exactly the same as Central Park. Exactly. When, yeah, it just. I feel like he could have done a better job with that. Yeah. Kind of. I think so too. Yeah. I did enjoy this song. Yeah, I think it was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I again, same thing. I did not feel a lot of chemistry Mm-mm. between Jamie and Kathy. And I think I would have liked like I think that their level or lack thereof chemistry at the end like at those like at the end of the relationship I think it was good because Mm -hmm. there was no chemistry between Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan but like at the beginning and especially at the wedding there could have definitely been a touch more chemistry I think like I'm just kind of, like, realizing it now as we're talking about it. I feel like they, like, made up for, like, a lack of chemistry by, like, like, kind of, like, doing a lot of, like, physical touch whenever they were singing together. Yeah. Like, they were always, like, kind of, like, 
you know, like, he, like, kissed her neck or, like, kind of, like, nuzzled up against her or, like, they were always kind of, like, very touchy. And I feel like that was almost, like, them trying to, like, manufacture, like, chemistry that wasn't there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I would be interesting to know from the actor's standpoint if this was a difficult movie to sort of build chemistry together, Mm -hmm. especially because a lot of their scenes aren't... Well, I don't know. Like, their scenes are together, but they aren't together. Yeah. So I would be interested to know from them from their perspective if it was hard to build that chemistry together yeah no yeah maybe they just weren't like like a good match i don't know yeah i mean yeah i don't know just like the casting of those two just it seemed very odd yeah (laughs) and i'm just wondering if like they had any like chemistry auditions before they were cast or if like yeah that would be interesting. I feel like they didn't because I feel like at this time Anna Kendrick like in 2015 Anna mm-hmm. Kendrick was getting like super big. I can't remember when Pitch Perfect came out, but I feel like it was around this time. Yeah. And then Jeremy Jordan, he would have just been coming off of his Newsies fame, right? I think he was on a TV show called Smash. Oh, yes, he was on Smash. Yeah, and I think oh, yeah, that cuz that was like his period cuz he was in like I think he was on Newsies for, like, like six months or so. I don't know. I don't remember. But he was on it for a bit in, like, and I think that started in 2013 or 2012. And then he went off to do Smash. But Yeah, I'm just looking here. So, yeah, Smash was right before. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. Smash came out, Smash was in 2013. And then when he was on Newsies, that was in 2012. Okay. So, yeah. like, so, yeah, I feel like definitely, personally, I feel like they were not, the the directors and the producers did not care about the lack of chemistry. They were just mm-hmm. like, oh, these are two big, like, Broadway babies. Let's, yeah. let's get them in our Broadway film. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, did, um, has Anna Kendrick been on Broadway? Yes. She has? She, yeah. Let me just look here. She was... Oh, yeah, totally. She, uh, right? I feel like, I thought she started. I thought she was on. Her first starring role was in the 1998 Broadway musical High Society, for which she earned a nomination for the Tony Award for Best Featured Actress in a Musical. Dang. So, yeah, she started, like, when she was really, really young. Like, I think when she was, like, 12. So. Yeah, like, for theater yeah yeah okay maybe she hasn't been in that much broadway stuff i think she was when she was younger and then yes hollywood kind of swept her up and yeah as they do yeah but um yeah i just i don't really like the casting at all in this movie either and it's it sucks too because like it's not like there's any other characters that are going to distract you from those two right casting was very important and i don't think they did a very good job no um (laughs) oh well oh boy move on to the next yeah i think we should because this is Um, i have a lot to say about this one Ooh, okay okay um next song is a miracle would happen slash when you come home to me and it's also jamie and kathy so like i guess 
their timelines interverge again. I don't know. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, Jamie, now a best-selling author, because of course, because he's amazing and <laughs> nothing bad can ever yes. happen to him, uh, struggles to resist an increasing number of advances from other women, though he expresses his desire to remain faithful to Kathy. Kathy, meanwhile, has a seemingly successful audition for an off-Broadway show. She calls Jamie to tell him the good news while he struggles to get a moment away from work to speak with her. So, right. I'm going to pull up like the lyrics of this song. Okay. Because there's some that <laughs> I feel like if I was like ranking like the Jamie songs or just the songs in general, this would be um like below uh Shiksa Goddess. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just cuz I really it just makes me mad. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was also confused about this song, like kind of where it fit in the timeline. Because mm-hmm. I I read this song as or like this whole number as um, these are things that happened after they got married. Yeah, like, it, I didn't see it as this is Jamie's perspective after they got married or like Kathy's before they got married because yeah. that, technically that would be the timeline because mm-hmm. they go backwards and everything but yeah uh, this this song really besides the um the Shiksa goddess, goddess yeah yeah besides Shiksa goddess this one also really shows how self-absorbed Jamie is yeah <laughs> but um so here's just like the opening um thing just <laughs> word for word okay it says, everyone tells you that the minute you get married every other woman in the world suddenly finds you attractive well that's not true it only affects the kind of women you always wanted to sleep with <laughs> but they wouldn't give you the time of day before and now they're banging down your door and falling to their knees at least that's what it feels like because you cannot touch them um and I'm then he says, no. in fact, you can't even look at them. Ugh. And then he goes on to say, except you're sitting there eating your corned beef sandwich, and all of a sudden this pair of breasts walks by and smiles at you. And you're like, that's not fair. Like, what the hell? End quote. Men! Men. <laughs> but it's just like, for one, just like... Yeah, <laughs> it's just... He's like, so if the timeline's correct, like, they just got married not too long ago. Yes. And so, and it's also like, Kathy's not, um, Kathy's not in Ohio right now, so it's not like she's, like, not around to, like, give him attention and all that. But, like, even still, (laughs) but, um, yeah, this song is just so, um... It's just, yeah, it's not not a good look. <laughs> not at all. And it's just like... And then he goes on because... There's that one girl um, played by uh, Laura Harrier. Who was in the first Spider-Man. She like has like a very brief role in this. As manuscript woman. Yes. <laughs> and um, Oh! She was... What? Yeah, she was the... Her, Spider-Man's first love interest. Yes, in Homecoming. She yeah. was Liz. Okay. And she was also in Hollywood. Yeah, she's had um, a pretty successful career, like, after this oh, movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. 
I did not know that she was in this. Who, as manuscript woman, who's manuscript woman? She is in this song where um, she's kind of trying to come on to him. And, okay. And then Kathy shows up. But, yeah, like, hold on. Let me see if I can find that part of the song. Because, um... Oh, it says, um, so he's at, like, a party, and, um, oh, and in the song, he's like, I'm the center of attention. (laughs) He, like, says that about himself. Oh, my God. And then, um, she, so the manuscript girl's like, let's get a cup of coffee, will you look at my manuscript? And then, like, Kathy shows up, and then he's like, and then he says, I don't want to look whipped in front of this woman, which is dumb, I shouldn't care what she thinks anyways because (laughs) he's not gonna sleep with her what a 2015 term like (laughs) i don't want to be whipped i know what well it's actually a 2002 term because actually that's true yeah so yeah Yeah. this i i really don't have much to say about this song (laughs) because it just it Ugh. sucks. It just it sucks. He's like, you just got married and you're already like thinking about other women. Like you can like be attracted to other women, like totally. But like, just the fact that he's like, oh, I can't like, I can't sleep with any of these women. I'm like, you're or like, you're fine. I can't even look at them. Uh, yeah, like it's like it reminds me of like you know like after like the like Me Too and everything when guys were like oh I can't even hug you anymore I guess <laughs> like that's it's what, like that's not the point yeah I'm like that's what this song reminds me of though where it's just like it's just it's like yeah I can't do I'm like, anything your wife I'm is married. your wife is Anna Kendrick like you're fine <laughs> like right? also yeah wait what was I just gonna say um. Is it going to come back to me? Mm. Oh, yes, right. Kate, this song really, like, all of the Jamie songs show that he's not ready for marriage. But mm-hmm. this one in particular shows that, like, yeah, why Why was this man, what, how, what bone in this body made this man think that he was ready to be married? Like, obviously he's not. I think it's just, like... I think this whole like not to get like too deep into this movie because it's like <laughs> I mean no, we already are deep, give but... us your deep philosophical no I uh... just think this movie is like about like two straight people that feel like they have to get married because that's what like yeah that's like the social norm but then like both of them aren't ready or mentally prepared for marriage and then that's why it falls apart <laughs> where it's just yeah. like it's like it's very like it's a very heterosexual movie <laughs> yes yeah yes totally okay yeah. i feel like we've said enough about that yeah one um, shall, shall we go to climbing uphill yeah actually this song might be my favorite like i keep changing my favorite kathy songs <laughs> but yeah this one actually might be my favorite um, sometime earlier, Kathy is struggling with poor auditions and repeated rejection. She attends a book reading for Jamie's novel, Light Out of Darkness, where she realizes that she is not content to put Jamie's career before her own. And, yeah, I, I like, really liked this song. <laughs> I was like, I feel like it was finally, like, 
it could be I guess maybe it is like a little bit of jealousy that comes out but it almost feels like it's the first time that I feel like I got a sense of agency from her character yeah this is the first time that I felt that she is sticking up for herself Mm -hmm. and this was where I was like yes Kathy like don't take his BS but the interesting thing is that technically this is her singing this is before they get married and oh no it's after they get married what no because this is a Kathy song so technically this would be before they get married is it like yeah because Kathy's Kathy's timeline goes in reverse so it starts with like that like them breaking up and then the wedding and now we're one song after the wedding so this is like technically before the wedding oh <laughs> this okay. movie is so confusing yeah it is confusing because i like totally like it just seems like the net then again like i feel like there should be like visual cues to where exactly. like they always look the same they always like are in the same settings like everything's always the same to where you don't know like what time it like period it is what how old they are what part of the relationship they're in it's just yeah yeah and like they totally tried to um they i've i felt like they tried to kind of guide us through to know like okay this is at the end of the marriage versus this is at the beginning of the marriage by like the cinematography mm-hmm. and the lighting and everything but it was still way too confusing yeah and also the cinematography and the lighting looked like crap a lot of the time in my oh, opinion totally yeah like just like the i'm still hurting number and just every time they're in the apartment it was always so dark and like yeah you couldn't see their faces i was like <laughs> like how yeah it was just very boring uh f- filmmaking totally like low effort yeah yeah i yeah and that's like one of the things that i can see it making sense when it's on the stage yeah and it being easier easier to follow on stage whereas like with this with it being on film i just i just don't think that this film works overall no well because if you're on a stage like you can kind of like if there's just like because based on like little like snippets of like the the old broadway show that i've seen on like youtube or whatever it's like like it's a pretty simple set to where like almost like your imagination kind of fills in the blanks for you okay yeah you know so it's like it's almost like it'd be easier to just like use your imagination for it than it is for like them to give you very lazy visual cues where it makes it very confusing <laughs> yeah but um, for sure if that made any sense <laughs> yeah it does okay um so should we move on to the next song i think that's all i have to say yeah okay um oh so this is the big jamie number um if i didn't believe in you and uh jamie wants kathy to attend a party to celebrate the publishing of his book but she refuses stating that she has been to so many of them only to be ignored by her husband he decides he'll go alone but questions kathy about why she really refuses to go with him suggesting she is jealous of her of his career success Jamie promises her that she still believes that he. Sorry, why do I keep getting the pronouns mixed up? I don't know. <laughs> that's okay. It's because I'm still caught up in the idea of it being a lesbian movie. Yes, um, that's why. 
Anyway, uh, Jamie promises her that he still believes in her and their relationship, but she walks away. And he's like, Kathy! <laughs> right, this is the big fight scene. Mm-hmm. This overall just made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He was gaslighting her the entire time. Yeah. And was just, like, so rude. He was so, um... I don't know what the word is. Like... It's not egotistical, but like kind of like psychopath. Well, I, I, it's not a psychopath. Manipulative, yeah, that yeah. would be a better word. But like how he, especially like at the, I think it's like more so at the end of the song, where he's just absolutely freaking out. Any like punches or slams his hand into like yeah. the mantle of the fireplace. I ha- also had to rewind that because I thought he slapped her, and I was like, "Whoa! Like what?" The no, hell? it's it's the line where he's like, "Will you listen?" Like he goes, yes. like he does. It's just like so on edge. He's so like he's kind of scary. And, he is, yeah. and that's why I'm trying to think of the word of like where just you're, you're psychologically just unhinged. <laughs> yeah, unhinged. But, yeah, yeah, that's a better word, yeah. maybe. And then, yeah, he just, like, yells at her, and then he doesn't apologize, and then he's just like, okay, baby, we gotta go to this, um, to this book signing, like, let's yeah. go. And she's like, fuck no. And he yeah. just goes absolutely insane. He's like, what the hell? No, he goes, like, uh, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy! And then, yeah. like, it's just, like, so, it's just, like, if a man, like, if I was in a relationship with a man and we got in an argument, and then he, like, talked to me like that, I would... That that would be terrifying in real life if that happened. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, but it's just like, and the way, yeah, and like it brings up the whole point where he never really faces consequences for his actions besides the fact that their relationship ends. But then he's the one that ends it. Exactly. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, and he gets to fall in love with another person too. Which does he? Yeah, because I think he falls in love with the Elise girl, because in, in the letter at the end, mm. he's like... But it's just... Yeah, just this whole number is just very... It's just... And it also, like, brings me to the point of what I mentioned earlier about, like, Jeremy Jordan's acting in this movie. And it's just... I feel like he is um, kind of, like, playing for the stage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's, like, because his background is fully theater. Like, he's... Totally, yeah. Like, this is, like, probably the biggest movie he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. But it's, like... And I remember watching, like, this this interview with him, and someone asked, like, what's the difference between playing for the stage and um, playing for the screen? And he was like, oh, there's, like, not really a difference. Oh, there's totally a difference. Yeah, I know, because you have to do everything, like, smaller and, like... You know, it's kind of, like, under the surface, where, like, if you're performing in front of, like, a giant audience, like, you have to, like, really, really emote and, like, do stuff with your face and everything. But, like, if you're on screen, you just kind of, like, dial it down a lot. (laughs) Yeah, like, when you're on screen, again, I have no uh, experience in the film industry. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... I do okay I do have experience with musical theater Mm -hmm. um but like when you're on screen it's just so much more minuscule where Mm -hmm. you have to be very um 
methodical about like your facial expressions and everything where you don't want it to be too big whereas on the stage like you gotta be you gotta be giving it to the people in the back row they gotta be seeing your reactions so I felt like this number was overboard Mm -hmm. but when we get to the next Jamie song I think he does it well but we can talk about that after yeah I think well I think also too that song is kind of like a slow burn anyways which one? This one? If I didn't believe in you? No, the next one. The, oh, the next one. Okay. Yeah. The one you, yeah. that you said he does well. Yeah. Like, I think, because, like, you kind of have to be a little more subtle with that performance, and this one where you're just, like, basically yelling at her. <laughs> yeah, that's very but, true as well. But it's just, yeah, I just feel like he practiced, like, no restraint in this role, and it kind of... It yeah it felt like he was like playing for the back row when (laughs) it was yeah he was giving like a really big performance in a very small movie and it just didn't work at all yeah and this song i also like it felt very similar to the next song uh which is nobody needs to know Mm -hmm. so i like this i don't i don't know maybe this is more of a yeah i don't know they just felt very similar, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they necessarily needed both. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, they or like they kind of just like tie into each other as well. Yeah. But yeah, shall we go into the next Kathy song? Um. Okay. So the next one is "I Can Do Better Than That." Um. So Kathy and Jamie are traveling to Kathy's hometown, where he will be meeting her parents for the first time. She expresses her dissatisfaction with suburban life, as well as with her past failed relationships. Upon arriving at her parents' house, she asks Jamie to move in with her. Oh, she was the one that- I did not catch that. Oh, maybe I did. I can't remember. Anyways. Um, yeah, I I actually really liked this song. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very cute. Um, you know, very, like, classic musically, like, this is my past and everything. Um, but I still felt like it didn't reflect enough on Kathy. It more so just reflected on, like, her past failed relationships and how she wants to do everything in her power to make this relationship work. Um, yeah. That was my take on it. Yeah, it's just... Because, like, in... I guess her, like, perspective on, like, what she wants is a little confusing, because for one, like, it moves backwards. Right. Where, like, I almost feel like it might have been better if Kathy's perspective moved forward and then Jamie's moved backwards. Yeah. Like, maybe? I don't know. Honestly, I feel like they should have just gone start to finish. Yeah. I felt like this was way too confusing it works but I also feel like you can't you can't I felt like you couldn't switch Kathy and Jamie where you're going Kathy from beginning of relationship to end of relationship and then Jamie would be end of relationship to beginning of relationship because Jamie like you know at the beginning of the movie that he's a douche but you Mm -hmm. don't know until the end of the movie just how much of a self-absorbed ass he Yeah, is. that's true. So, I don't know. Yeah. The I layout, don't... I don't know what you could have done for the layout to make it better. Yeah, I don't know what 
I would just make this movie simply not exist. <laughs> Honestly, I'm... I feel like this would have been way better if it was about a chaotic, toxic, lesbian relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would have been way more interesting. <laughs> just, well, my sister, shout out to my sister who likes this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, and I'm tearing it to shreds, so. Yeah. I'm sorry, Maddie, if you're out there. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, I think she brought up this point where she's like, maybe if he would have um, cheated on her with a man, it would have been a better movie. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I feel like that would work, actually. <laughs> like, Yeah. Because then I feel like it would have been maybe like, oh, maybe he has some like repressed stuff that he needs to work through, and that's like why he's overcompensating through all his success. And I don't know, maybe it would have added like... I mean, it's still, like, cheating on your wife, and it's still bad, but maybe it would have added, like, a little more of, like, layers to it instead of, like... And it also would have helped with, like, that one song where he's like, oh, it's all these women, because it almost seems like it would be, like, him, like, overcompensating in front of his friends. Ooh, that's very true. I can see that. I think think we just fixed this movie. (laughs) Right? But... But, yeah. Yeah. Should we just, like, go into the second Jamie song? Yeah. That nobody needs to know? Nobody needs- this- yeah, this is, um... Okay. (laughs) I- I actually quite enjoyed this number. Yeah. But it's just his behavior is, uh, something else. Oh, um... totally. I liked- I enjoyed the way that it was shot. Yeah. Like, how you- but then I was also confused because I was like, oh, is- Kathy, because sometimes it seemed like Kathy was in Ohio, but he mm-hmm. was in New York, but they were in the same apartment. And I was yeah. like, how does that work? Like, obviously, Kathy wouldn't have been there when he was with these women. Yeah. But I was still like, I don't understand this. Yeah. So, uh, nobody needs to know is um, Jamie wakes up in his apartment besides multiple women. That that sounds like it's like at the same time, but it's not. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's um, it's like including his editor Elise and the receptionist at Random House. I think the the order of women, because it's not like he wakes up with three women, which is what the <laughs> Wikipedia makes it sound like. But um, yeah, I think it's like um, um, the receptionist, which is actually Jeremy Jordan's wife in real life. I think. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. I th- yeah. I liked that she was in the movie. Yeah, I think that was like cute i guess yeah <laughs> as being the person that you cheat on your wife with is your actual yeah. wife in real life <laughs> and then it's the manuscript girl played by uh, laura harrier mm-hmm. and then it's um elise which is like his his main girl his <laughs> i guess but yes. um anyway um about to leave for ohio to visit kathy okay so this is before he so oh kathy is in ohio i guess yeah. Okay, so he tries to defend his actions and blames Kathy for destroying his privacy and their relationship. Jamie promises not to lie to Elise and tells her, I could be in love with someone like you, just as he did to Kathy. Just a toxic cycle. Because mm-hmm, I feel like what happened to Kathy is probably going to happen to Elise. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, because it's not like he does anything to like hold himself accountable and fix his behavior he just goes on to another woman and like yeah 
and like you were with Kathy for five years and then you're just gonna like jump into this new relationship yeah that's not gonna work out (laughs) um but yeah it's just and the fact that he like tries to justify it by saying that Kathy is like smothering and like you know won't give him any privacy which like is like you know that might that could be a problem of hers and would match up with like her character to where like he doesn't give him any space and she's very insecure but there's a thing called like communication (laughs) like you don't have to um go and cheat on your wife because you know (laughs) yeah she may be like yeah yeah I think that there is clearly a lack of communication in this couple, despite them always singing to each other and mm-hmm. everything. Um, yeah, like, if they had just talked through all these problems, they could have been like, oh, maybe we're not suited for each other. And I think that they both have a lot of deep-rooted issues mm-hmm. that could have been worked out or, like, worked on a little bit before they got married. Yeah to make sure because like they're both not in especially Kathy I feel that she like I just related to her so much because she was just like trying to make things work in these relationships Mm -hmm. and trying to see past the negative but like that's just one thing that I've learned is that you like don't look past the red flags like the red flags are there for a reason they're to you know see that okay Mm -hmm. maybe this person is not what i thought they were maybe they're not as suitable for me as i thought they were blah 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 i i feel like it would have i think like i just felt like there was no like moment of catharsis for like either of these characters but especially for like kathy because yeah like just the fact that like I feel like we should have gotten like some sort of song where like she like kind of openly acknowledges that like her husband is cheating on her and how she is coping with that and how she's reacting to that and I guess the closest thing to that would be um would be um see I'm smiling where she kind of freaks out with him freaks out at him in Ohio right but it's like she doesn't even like really like I'm not even sure if she, like, 100% knew that he was cheating on her, you know? Oh, yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. Like, it doesn't give us any context to, like, how much she knew. Yeah. Or, like, or anything. Yeah. Maybe this is a good spot to move on to, like, the the last song then. (laughs) Because it's, like, I guess she had to know at some point because he, like... Okay, so in Goodbye Until Tomorrow slash I Could Never Rescue You says... In 2009, Kathy is ecstatic after having her first date with Jamie. She proclaims that she has been waiting for Jamie her whole life, which is a bold claim after a first date. But... Yeah, no kidding. Oh my um, god. Back in 2014, Jamie writes a farewell letter to Kathy, claiming he tried all he could to save their marriage, which we did not see. No. <laughs> um, as a hopeful Kathy waits for tomorrow with Jamie, a discouraged Jamie tells Kathy goodbye. He leaves behind his keys and wedding ring. Later that evening, we see Kathy return to the apartment and open the front door to find Jamie's letter waiting for her. Okay, so first first thing is 
he like well i guess in i can do better than that i guess it's like a parallel or whatever where in the song she's like he blew me off with a heartfelt letter and like this is it happening to her again but i'm like you you were married to her for five years and you're gonna blow her off with a letter it's like right it's like leaving a text it is i was like oh my god like you don't get all sorry go ahead i was gonna say you don't get points for like writing it down and like it'd be the same if he like texted her all of this exactly (laughs) yeah it's like you talk to her and you you like yeah you don't just like pack up your bags and leave a letter like no you're a grown-up Jamie. but yeah the the one thing that i think is kind of good about him just leaving is that like I kind of think that that's what she needs a little that's bit true. too yeah is that she just needed to get out of that relationship and I'm presuming now it's like gonna be up to the lawyers to like figure out their marriage and everything and like yeah. their divorce um so like on the one hand yes that's absolutely shitty of Jamie to do mm-hmm. but it's also like for Kathy for this girl that we know is not gonna let go through all this stuff she hasn't been able to just let go of this douchebag Mm -hmm. um so for that reason i'm like okay maybe that was a good move yeah but it's but it's also but it's obviously like a very shitty move of him yeah i mean but you could also be like like you could sit her down and be like this is final i'm not changing my mind i'm leaving you (laughs) you know yeah like you could like sit someone down and say that and be like this like i'm not like this isn't like something we need to argue about like i'm just like i feel like you could have done that in person it just yeah and it's just him like i guess it's like him hiding behind his like writing again maybe that's kind of the thing yeah it's also him running away from his problems and Mm -hmm. from consequences like you had said at like the very beginning of this yeah but um yeah so i guess like this is where we hear his writing and then the other example is like um any climbing uphill where we get a little snippet of like the book where it's like about it's about like a mermaid or something is what i got from it and i'm like this oh this book kind of sounds like not that great (laughs) where it's like he's like swimming after a mermaid and then the mermaid says like you don't have to let me win or something and i'm like what 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 does this even mean (laughs) but (laughs) i wonder if they like discuss the book more in the play yeah in the musical and like i wonder if there's like any parallels between his book and like what's going on in the movie yeah i feel like that's probably what they were getting at but probably but um i honestly don't know if there's any talking in the musical like at all uh i think there was like a few lines i remember specifically there was a time that jamie goes to somewhere and talks to um someone at a front desk oh no i was talking about like the original like off-broadway oh yeah okay no yeah Um, (laughs) i didn't make that clear because they're both musicals but uh yeah should we talk about like like kathy's song um, yeah, I can't remember. I don't know which one it is. It's, um, uh, goodbye but... until tomorrow. Oh, okay, that would make sense, I guess. Um, yeah, Kathy is just like 
unhinged in the fact that she is so obsessed with this man yeah. after the first date. Uh-huh. And, oh, like, I get that. As in, like, sometimes you meet somebody and you're, like, you just have, like, a very good connection with them. And you're, like, oh, I could see, like, us having a future together. I totally get that. But she's just taking it to, like, a new level. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Cringy. Very cringy. This whole relationship is cringy, honestly. Where it's just, like, yeah. Yeah, that's the last point that I have written down on my notepad. Was or is uh this was not a healthy relationship, y'all. <laughs> it was not. No. <laughs> no. They both need um like a shit ton of therapy after Well, they should have had it during and they should have it oh, after, absolutely. definitely. I hope oh, yeah. and I hope Kathy um lives her best life. And same for Teresa O'Neill and Yeah. yeah. Jason Robert Brown. I don't know how I feel about you, man. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about yeah. him either. Yeah. I mean, this movie, or he's not really painting himself in a good light. No. If you, if you consider that this movie, or this play, or I guess musical, this musical is based on this man's life, and he is comparing himself to this Jamie character. Yeah. Oh, he really did himself there yeah. with that one. And I think, like, like, the weird, like, kind of micro-genre of, like, men rehashing their relationships through, like, art is, <laughs> like, just a... I mean, like, I feel like one thing that does it well is, like, the movie Marriage Story. Have you seen that? No, I have not I yet. feel like that, like... I mean, I wasn't as big of a fan of it as some, like, other people just because, like... yeah. Those like breakup movies aren't really like my like cup of tea. Like yeah, <laughs> I don't really watch divorce movies. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's fair. Um, but I feel like he does that better in like painting like the wants and needs of like both sides of the relationship, and like spoilers. Can I spoil man marriage story a little bit? Oh yeah, okay. I know they get divorced. Yeah, well, like he like cheats on her <gasps> with someone, Ooh. but I feel like. Yeah, I just feel like with, like, Scarlett Johansson's character in that, and I'm not pro-Scarlett Johansson, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they do a better job of, like, painting her in a positive light than this movie does. Yeah. I guess this could take us into, like, speaking of marriage story, is, like, movie recommendations yeah. or, like, similar movies that we thought of. Yeah. Um... So, obviously, Marriage Story mm -hmm. is one. Yeah, I I mean, I guess, like, I was trying to think of, like, what I wanted to say for this, and I couldn't think of any, like, deep cuts that, like, a lot of people haven't already seen, but... <laughs> but yeah. I'm curious on what yours were. I picked... Let me see. So, obviously, Marriage Story. Mm -hmm. I also thought about 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. Where I think that 500 Days of Summer in this movie, it's a clear indication of the importance of communication within yes. a relationship and like truthful communication like being honest with each other especially like in 500 days of summer for example like it's obviously their expectations of the relationship are not clear mm -hmm. and i've been through this so many times as well in my life where you know you're almost staying in a relationship because 
of the convenience of being in a relationship, but it doesn't mean the same for you as it does to the other person. Yeah. And I think that that's really important to be on the same page when you're in a relationship, whether it's like a relationship or like friends with benefits relationship or just like a platonic relationship. Like there needs to be boundaries and communication. Yeah. No, I... Yes. Yeah. I think... Yeah, and the thing that 500 Days of Summer, I think that's one of our, the movies on our lineup, is that. It which is. is. Which is funny, but, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the movies we picked are, like, just, like, a lot of, like, rehashings of romantic relationships, so, but, um. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I just think that, like, 500 Days of Summer, it also, like, it kind of, like, deconstructs, like, like the idea of the person that like Joseph Gordon Levin's Joseph Gordon Levitt's character had in his head where like that person wasn't like the actual reality. <laughs> yeah. He had this warped yeah. vision of what Zoe Deschanel's summer was. Yeah. And it wasn't the same of as who Summer actually was. Yeah. And I think that's something that, that this movie that we watched it did not have. Whereas like I kind of think that Kathy had it a little bit. Like, Kathy yeah. was overlooking a lot of these things mm-hmm. in Jamie. Yeah, but we never got, like, really, like, an examination of that. We just, like, knew it was oh, no. there. But, like, they never deconstructed it, like, <laughs> 500 yeah. Days of Summer did. Totally. And yeah. I think that's another reason why I did not like this movie was mm-hmm. because it was so surface level. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was because it was just in musical form and like we didn't get any Mm -hmm. dialogue um yeah but i also just think that it just was not a good movie i mean there was also like no subtlety in like the filmmaking either to where like yeah it just not a good movie (laughs) yeah but um Um, yeah did you have any other like movies um i was trying to think of like i thought of like la la land Okay, I had that one written down too. Because it's like a musical about like a relationship that eventually like ends. Yeah. But I think it's like a lot like both of the characters got what they wanted in the end. And I guess like the whole point of Last of Years is that it's a tragedy and like La La Land isn't, but um yeah. But I just felt like much better filmmaking, much better like use of like the musical genre on screen and absolutely yeah yeah. and it's just like i i feel like it's like that movie understands what makes a movie musical more than the last five years but totally the one thing that i loved about la la land was like that opening number um Mm -hmm. and okay and this is also like from my dance past like i see like one thing that I find when I'm watching movies like especially like musicals or tv shows especially like Riverdale Mm -hmm. I will always see somebody that I know in or like know of in those types of things (laughs) just because of the community like the dance community that I grew up in yeah and yeah like one of the guys that I danced with when I was younger like he's always on like Riverdale (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) I know and like I think Legends of Tomorrow oh wow he's in like he's just making his way around the CW I guess yeah he really (laughs) is but shout out Graham Kitagawa my bro 
Okay, let's go. Hire him and some stuff, you guys. This this podcast is program. Okay. Yeah. We're pro Kathy, program, pro yeah. Teresa O'Neill. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Yeah. I and I guess um another movie that kind of like messes with like flashbacks and like you know an out of order um story better mm-hmm. is um. Mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Ooh. I think if you wanted something like it's nothing like the story doesn't resemble, you know, like no. this at all, but like she kind of understood how to indicate visually different time periods and like also make it seem like make their lives seem full. <laughs> yeah. In a way that, you know, this movie did not. So, yeah. I think that this movie also could have taken, like, on that note, from 500 Days of Summer, where they have some sort of concrete, uh, I guess, like, labeling yeah. of the timeline. Yeah. Because, um, you know, with, like, the 500 Days of Summer, they have, like, the day count and then, mm-hmm. like, the symbolic visualization of, like... Yeah their relationship through like that tree or whatever it is mm-hmm. um like it would have been nice if this movie had something like that because then it would have been like okay much easier to follow yeah definitely it mm-hmm. yeah the filmmaking in this um uh, not the you can tell that like <laughs> you can tell that it was a very cheap movie yes and yeah. i feel like but i also feel like that's not an excuse cuz there's a lot of cheap movies that look good because they work within limitations really well where I feel like whoever directed this Mr. Uh, Richard however you pronounce his last name did not have that <laughs> skill but um, but yeah I think that's all my recommendations unless you had any more no yeah did yeah I think we should give our final rating I know that I yeah I told you 0.5 earlier and I'm gonna stick with a half a star I just felt like there wasn't any redeeming qualities to this movie mm-hmm. besides like Anna Kendrick has a good singing voice, but like sometimes it wasn't even matched up to like it wasn't a good match to the the material. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There yeah, there just wasn't anything in it for me. Yeah. I think I wanna cause I told you through DM that I would rate it like a 2.5 and that's what I put on my letterboxed but um I feel like I might lower it down to like a 2 cause I do think like I like I did give uh like Jeremy Jordan and Jamie a lot of like shit but like oh, yeah. I do think that like his singing was very good <laughs> and you can tell that yeah. he's like trained in theater which is like I, he needs to go back on Broadway because that is where he belongs <laughs> because yeah. like he like not every Broadway person needs to get successful and then go to, to like film and TV because different skills for different things and he needs to be a purely a theater actor but anyway yeah it's just I liked his singing I liked um I actually enjoyed Anna Kendrick's acting. I didn't like her singing some of the time. Um, But then I thought, you know, the cinematography was, like, it was kind of an ugly-looking movie. Yeah. 
it was it was directed like pretty lazily i would say like there was a lot of things in it that i noticed like were just like repeat moves a lot of the time and like a lot of times he would like pan up to a building and like he did that several times and i'm like that's a lazy way to like end a scene but (laughs) that's a whole nother thing but it's just um yeah it was just lazy filmmaking weird casting yeah it just it shouldn't have been a movie no, yeah. I think that this w- is probably a pretty decent stage musical. Yeah, I think I think I would enjoy. Um, I wish there was like a pro shot of the musical. Yeah, like it seems like a very chill. Um, like it would be like a very chill, cozy musical that you would go see. Yeah, it's know? like a very like intimate kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. a good word. It would be a very intimate production yeah but it's just this just doesn't do it mm -mm. it just yeah yeah not it (laughs) so big big thumbs down for both of us and (laughs) i guess i guess that's have we covered everything i think so honestly yeah Yeah. but uh, um yeah tune in next week yeah and we will be talking about the Birds of Prey. Yes. Or not the Birds Which is of a Prey, much better Prey. movie, and I'm very excited for that conversation. I'm but, also um... very excited for it. I have... I don't know why I put off watching movies. Um, I've been wanting to watch this for mm-hmm. so long, and I'm very excited to yeah. to watch. Uh, do you want to like plug anything? Like your Instagram, or <laughs> anything you're working on? Or... Um... No, not really. Um, all of our our female non-binary friends can join DOP. Yes. Um, sorry, <laughs> it is a film bro free zone. Yeah. No men. I feel like we're no. not going to get a lot of like male listeners. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to self-plug if that's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fine. Um, you go for it, girl. I, um... I'm K the Kyberpunk, uh, K A Y underscore V underscore Cyberpunk with a K, and um, I am, and that's on Instagram, and I'm the Kyberpunk on Twitter, and <laughs> I have um, a Substack newsletter called um, the Kyberpunk Newsletter, which you can also subscribe to, and yeah. <laughs> What do you talk about on your newsletter? Um, I talk about pop culture and movies and music. And I just wrote a whole thing about Olivia Rodrigo's new album, which... Yes, I need to listen or to uh, read your article. Yeah, you can also listen to it because I do like an audio version on Spotify. So Oh! Yeah, so... Amazing. Lo- lots of things going on. So and if you want to go ahead and do that you can (laughs) yeah yeah that's all i have to plug but um yeah we're again we're uh anti um jason robert brown anti jamie pro (laughs) kathy pro Teresa o'neill and yes and And definitely like not pro this movie yeah anti (laughs) this is the anti anti the last five years podcast um (laughs) thanks for listening (laughs) 